Howdy, Riffers. This is David Sanchez, and this is episode 73 of the Riffs or Die podcast for September 15th, 2022. It's been a while. I hope that this little break has treated you well, even better than well. I ain't going to hold it against you if you've been having a good old time. You know, there are things that get held against me, especially by these big tech companies, namely (coughs) YouTube. (laughs) So I just got a notification this morning in my email that yet another episode of mine has been pulled down by the big tech video platform YouTube. So the episode with A.D. Bailey from English Dogs and Unholy Alliance was removed by YouTube. The good news for you is that you can still hear this episode via audio, if that's how you're listening, or if you want to have a platform that's not on a podcast service, you can still listen to it if you go over to Sovereign. I am moving a lot of my stuff over to Sovereign. It's a website that Ben Swan started. It's a media outlet, a lot like YouTube. It's a YouTube alternative. So if you go to Sovereign, it's spelled S-O-V-R-E-N. Sovereign.media. You can find Riffs or Die on there, and all of the videos, including the ones that were banned from YouTube, are there. So if you want to get your ears and eyeballs on some content that is too spicy for YouTube, you got to go over to Sovereign.media and look for Riffs or Die. Like I said, you could do that, or if you just want the audio, you can keep listening on your favorite podcast platform, because so far, Spotify... Apple Podcasts, all that kind of stuff, has not done this kind of crazy censorship. That being said, I think you've probably noticed, if you're a fan of this show, that I've been gone for a little bit. I am in good spirits and good health. I've just been extremely busy. I had to take a break while I was working on the new La Special record. I flew out to upstate New York and did the tracking and production with those guys on their new album. And it's going to come out really, really great. I've been working on the editing for that stuff, getting it all prepared to mix. And uh, there was a little bit of a snag in that process because they asked me to mix something else for them that is going to be coming out uh, today. Today, there's going to be a stream on YouTube of a very, very special, less special show so check out the special youtube when you hear this it might not be up by the time you hear this if you're early on this podcast but if you're hearing this uh some hours after it came out or the next day or whatever sometime in the future it will be there go check it out i did the mixing on this thing and i'm pretty happy with how it turned out mixing a live recording always introduces some special challenges that you don't have in studio recordings like there's a lot of bleed of the drum set and all the amplifiers and stuff in the vocal mic so you don't have a super clean vocal like you would in studio that makes things a little tough and then you're always subjected to uh at least on an outdoor stage like this subjected to wind being in the audience microphones so that presents a new challenge And, uh, you know, it's just not as controlled of an environment as a studio. So things get a little bit tricky there. But in my opinion, I'm a better front of house engineer than I am studio mixer. But this was kind of 
doing studio mixing of what would be <laughs> normally a live, a live front of house deal. But it's all done, and you are going to get to hear it soon. So I've been uh, up to my eyeballs with editing and preparing the new special studio recordings for mixing. And that's why I've been gone for a little while. I also had a short trip here. Um, Juliet, my girlfriend, was out here in town. And then I took off out there to Hawaii, where she is currently residing. And I was there for a couple weeks helping her drive around. Um, you know, basically driving Miss Daisy while she gets some work done. I was uh, behind the wheel of this pretty sweet Tesla. Now, with electric cars, I got some mixed feelings about them. Obviously, there is a huge push for control there. If you can control people's movement and uh, make it to where they can only move when you say they can, there's a big control aspect to that. And, uh, you know, they're not exactly green, as green as everyone likes to play them off. But that all aside, Teslas are super fun to drive. They are so fucking fast. And uh, when I got back home and got used to driving my car again, I found that it wasn't nearly as fun because it doesn't accelerate like a fucking rocket ship. <laughs> like the Teslas do. But that explains my absence. Thanks a lot for your patience in me getting this thing out here. I've got some interviews lined up for next month. So... There should be some good swap casts and uh, interviews with other people coming up here soon. You can look forward to those. And as usual, if you want to support the podcast, the best way to do it would be to go and pick up a t-shirt or pick up some stickers or pins. There's a lot of stuff at riftsordie.com for sale. Lots of skeletons. Got some No Karate in the Pit merchandise. Some Think It's Not Illegal Yet merchandise. Those ones are probably a good conversation starter. Think it's not illegal yet. What do you mean? Like they're going to outlaw thinking? Kind of. You know, we've got this YouTube thing I talked about at the beginning. That's more or less them trying to limit you from thinking. Because what is talking, communicating, speech? All you're doing is thinking out loud. You're conveying an idea from one person's head to another. And once you start banning speech and outlawing things like this, it's not merely a form of censorship, but it's also like very dystopian and in-your-face totalitarianism. Free speech is the First Amendment for a reason. It's the most important one. If you don't have the ability to transfer ideas from your head to someone else's, there's a big problem. And society's probably going to start going backwards. Going down the tubes, as they say. Anyway, this is a roundabout way of saying, if you want a Think It's Not Illegal Yet t-shirt, you should go to riffsordie.com and pick that up. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you will also get a discount to everything in the web store and have access to the Zoom Hangouts. You can hang out with me in real time. So lately, I have been extremely busy and haven't had time to do the podcast. And uh, moving forward, I've still got to mix this special record. And then I'm going to be grinding really hard on writing some new Havoc material. 
we want to put some new music out next year, so that's going to be the next order of business. And I've toyed with the idea of maybe doing like live podcasts where I can interact with people in real time, maybe on Twitch or something like that. I don't know if I'll do it, but it is an idea I'm kicking around. You guys should write to me and tell me if I should do that or if you think that idea is whack. I'll let you guys tell me. If you want to shoot me an email, you can always send it to podcast at riffsordie.com. All comments and questions are very welcome, and I will get back to reading some of those on the show probably next episode. I wanted to give you guys an update on what I've been up to, why the podcast was a bit delayed, and tell you hi, hello, how do, howdy. Or if you're in Hawaii, you say aloha. But I like to blend the two. Aloha. If you go to Hawaii and people say aloha to you at the ABC store, which is basically like 7-Eleven, people say aloha to you and you say aloha, <laughs> you get some really weird looks. <laughs> what are you talking about, you howly motherfucker? You know, I think it's really interesting that I get so much hate still for posting things on my social media platforms. I only think it's funny because I'm the exact same guy that wrote all of those lyrics. A lot of people that follow me on social media, I'm guessing, follow me because they're a fan of Havoc. Maybe they're a fan of just the music only, or maybe they're a fan of the lyrics and the music. I don't know, the message. But... All that being said, I think it's funny that people get really mad at me for having controversial takes or, you know, things that are kind of against the mainstream. I don't know which songs you've been listening to. If you're a fan of the band's lyrics or message or something, and you're shocked by the things that I post on the internet, I'm not sure which planet you're living on, but I'm the exact same guy that I was when I was shouting give me liberty or give me death 10 years ago into the microphone. And a lot of these people, I bet you were there at the show yelling it right along with me. And then when I'm still saying give me liberty or give me death some 8 to 10 years later, all of a sudden now I'm crazy. Well, I cared about liberty then. I care about it now. Ain't that grand. It's not shocking to me. It's probably not shocking to you if you're listening to this. But to some people, it is shocking. And somehow, liberty has been crossed and mixed up in a whole bag of negative things. People that are into liberty are nowadays often referred to as fascists or racists. Which to me is hilarious because those things have nothing to do with each other. Someone who loves liberty is the opposite of a fascist. Someone who truly, deeply loves liberty and believes in it as a principle for humanity probably isn't a racist either. But I digress. What can you do? People are out of their goddamn minds today. Not my fault. And if you're offended, sorry, not sorry. I'm sorry that you're offended, but I'm not sorry that I'm saying something that offends you. You got that, chief? Ooh, can I not say chief anymore? Because that 
is a reference to indigenous people of the Americas. There's other cultures that have chiefs too, so, you know, that's being really insensitive. If you're talking about that's the Native Americans, I don't know. There's a lot of chiefs over there in Africa and shit too. Who's the racist now? That's my question. Oh, yeah. Saw a lot of cool shows here recently. Um, I went and saw Nine Inch Nails at Red Rocks. That was really cool. Not a huge Nine Inch Nails fan, but I've seen videos of them in the past, and it looked amazing live. So, of course, when Juliet wanted to go see that, I was completely down. And it was awesome. Super killer show. The lights were fucking really cool. And I think they probably hired their own video guys for the projection that they were showing on the sides of the stage on the video walls. They they made some really great use of lighting and shadows. And uh, the way they did the video was really cool. It was very high contrast, and it was all black and white. So it had a very cool look and vibe to it. It wasn't just a normal video of who's playing on stage. You know, a lot of these big venues will have these big TVs, LED walls or projection or whatever. And uh, they'll just kind of show close-ups of like the guitar player when he's playing a solo or whatever. But this was a lot more artistic and, and creatively done than that. I really appreciate it. As a musician, as a concert goer, as someone that knows what it takes to uh, put a show together, very, very excellent show. And then later that same week, we went and saw Weird Al in concert. And I got to say, Weird Al, that was like one of the top 20 shows I've ever seen. We went and saw Weird Al on his current tour that he's doing, where he has the comedian Emo Phillips uh, doing stand-up before the show. And if you've seen the UHF movie that Weird Al put out in the 80s, you would recognize Emo Phillips because he's the the shop class teacher that chops his finger off (laughs) and is squirting blood all over the place. That's Emo Phillips. But anyways, uh, great comedian, absurdist. And uh, there was one joke that he told, and I was the only person in the whole venue that laughed. Um, Emo Phillips was talking about how in Colorado Springs, there are so many beautiful women. And I started laughing because he said woman, not women, just one. There are so many beautiful one woman here. (laughs) And I was the only person in the crowd that laughed. I I don't know if I'm crazy or if nobody else heard it or what, but uh, that's a good way to get singled out looking like a loon. But that Weird Al show was incredible. It was just him doing his original music. There wasn't all the parodies and, you know, the things where he just plays somebody else's music and changes the lyrics, what he's famous for. He was doing all the stuff that are original songs that he wrote. And being a Weird Al fan from way back in the day, I'm familiar with a lot of those songs because I don't just know him from his music videos or his parodies, but I'm a fan. I've been listening to Weird Al since I was like eight years old. And to hear him do some of that stuff live was an absolute pleasure. And I knew a bunch of the words to a bunch of the songs and, uh, Juliet and I were rocking out to a bunch of this stuff. He played a bunch of the good old classics that I knew when I was a kid and uh, a teenager. 
And they close the show by doing a very odd acapella number where if it was just Weird Al doing it, it would seem totally random and bizarre because a lot of it was in gibberish and odd time signatures and it was just nonsensical. But the thing that made it so cool is the whole band was doing it together. So the whole entire band had memorized gibberish and they were harmonizing the gibberish and they were doing syncopated dance moves and everything. Uh, Not syncopated, but uh, synced up. And (laughs) it was really crazy to see a band of, you know, four singers, five singers in unison all going it was absolutely phenomenal i've never seen anything like that and it blew my mind <laughs> just the amount of memorization and the tightness of it was totally impressive his band was absolutely killer and his band is an anomaly they've had like the same members the whole time I believe the core of the band, the guitar player, bass player, and drummer, have been with him since the very, very beginning, in the late 70s or early 80s. And they crack jokes about how the keyboard player was, quote-unquote, the new guy, because he had only been in the band since, like, 1992. (laughs) So that dude's been in the band for 30 years, and he's the new guy, which is super rare for a band. Obviously, Havoc's had a ton of lineup changes, and practically every band has a ton of lineup changes. It's super uncommon to see a band that's got pretty much the same members for three decades. That is not the norm. So hats off to Weird Al. Hats off to Emo Phillips. Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails. Had a good old time watching that stuff. Uh, You're going to hear this after I've gone to this show, but I'm recording this on Wednesday. I'm going to a concert tonight to see my friends in Angelus Apatrida. They are Spain's premier thrash band, and they are doing their first U.S. tour right now. Unfortunately, they're playing outside of Denver all the way up in Fort Collins, but Pete and I are going to drive up there, and I think my brother's going to come with us because the first time we ever went to Europe, we went with Three Inches of Blood, Goat Whore, Angelus Apatrida, and us. And we got to know those guys. They became like brothers to us on that first European run. So we're really stoked to go see them on their first American tour out here. If you're hearing this, you should definitely go check out Angelus Apatrida. They're a really, really great band. And uh, killer guitar players. Really, really cool band. One of my favorites, especially from Europe in the metal scene. Go check them out on tour. Next week, I'll probably talk about how the show was kind of a bummer. We're going to be missing another show here in Denver tonight. Uh, Psychroptic is playing with Fallujah here at the Marquee in Denver. And unfortunately, it's on the same day, so we can't be in two places at once. But on the way out of town, we're going to go swing by and say hello to the Fallujah boys and Psychroptic boys and get out of town. Get right out of town to go see those Spaniards. Like Havoc, Angelus Apatrida does not have very high regard for their government. So we definitely get along on that kind of a thing. Their lyrics are very similar to Havoc lyrics in that regard. And musically, they're pretty similar to us as well. 
you definitely need to check them out. And a little side note about Psychroptic. They are from Australia, but their bass player is American. We know the bass player quite well. His name is Todd Stern, and he used to do uh, merchandise for Revocation. And he's a killer guitar player, and now he's playing bass in Psychroptic. He also played in a band called Hammer Fight. But anyway, Todd Stern actually played guitar for me when my left arm was broken. In the middle of a tour with Crowbar, I broke my arm on a day off hiking. And uh, for the rest of that tour, Dan from Revocation, who's no longer in Revo, but uh, he learned a bunch of the Havoc songs, and he was my hands for the rest of that Crowbar run. And uh, right after that Crowbar run, we had a tour coming up in Mexico, and Dan couldn't do it for some reason. I can't remember, but we needed a guitar player to go with us to Mexico to play guitar for me so I could just do the vocals and obviously I can't play while my hands in a cast and Todd learned all the havoc stuff and he was my hands for that Mexico run. So we got to know him even better. And, uh, he's like a brother to us. He's a fucking hilarious dude. Someday I've got to get him on the podcast. He's got a lot of good stories and he's a very funny man, but looks aren't everything. I'm just kidding. He's actually funny, not just funny looking. Well, that about catches you up with what I've been up to recently. I don't think I have anything else super noteworthy to report on right now, but I'm sure something crazy will happen in between now and the next time I speak with you. A lot of crazy things have happened in the world in the last couple of months since I've been gone, but uh, there's too many of those things to even try to discuss in under an hour. It would take uh, many, many podcasts to get through all of the madness that's been going on. All I can say is this. Question everything, even your own beliefs, and don't believe what the media is telling you. Don't even believe what I'm telling you. If you can afford it in time, do your own research because they are lying to us from so many angles. It's not even funny. And you have the ability to change your level of knowledge and understanding. You have a supercomputer in your pocket or maybe in your hand right now. You might even be listening to me on a supercomputer that is the size of a wallet. It's incredible. You have the tools. If you've got the time, do some research. Because knowing is a lot better than not knowing with certain things. There are certain things that I myself don't even want to know about. So (laughs) I guess only take half of my advice here. But never forget to think for yourself. Don't outsource your critical thinking to someone else, especially someone else that has an agenda, an agenda that is pitted against you. Think for yourself. And I promise it will yield better results than outsourcing your thinking to legacy corporate media and or your government, which in many cases appears to be the same information and the same stories. Textbook fascism. A lot of people don't understand what fascism really means. They think it means red armbands and jackboots marching through the streets, goose-stepping and hiling Hitler. That's not what fascism is, my friends. 
the inventor of fascism, Mussolini, Benito Mussolini, he defined fascism as the marriage of corporation and state. So when you have big business and the government getting together to run things, that has a name. It's called fascism. That is dictionary definition of the word by the inventor of that philosophy. I posted something about this on Instagram and Facebook fairly recently, and they flagged it and took it down. If that's not a perfect illustration of fascism in real life, I don't know what is. I mean, now we know that government colludes with Facebook and the like. Obviously, Facebook owns Instagram, so, um, you know, there's ample reason to believe that calling Facebook, Instagram, our government fascist is not a stretch. It's not a stretch in the least. We're living through it right now, and a lot of people misinterpret or don't understand the term fascism. That's all it is. I posted a quote from Benito Mussolini saying, fascism can be defined as the marriage of corporation and state. Boom! Got taken down almost immediately. Within hours, it was gone. And then I even asked for an appeal, because you can do that. I don't know what good it ever does, but I asked for an appeal and said, you know, this isn't anything crazy. I'm not supporting hate. I'm not, uh, you know, supporting violence or gangs or anything like this. And they denied the appeal. Said that I broke their community guidelines. What? Zifak. Scary time we live in, eh? It's becoming more and more like 1984 every month that goes by. And of course, there were the classic people coming out of the woodwork. Oh, you're using this fascist platform to talk about how fascist they are. Oh, geez, you're really sticking it to them, David. Yeah, I know. I already thought of that. Here's the thing. All I was doing was using the biggest, most accessible platform that I have to get the message out. I'm not under the impression that I'm sticking it to them by posting about them removing my post. That's not the intention there. The intention is to raise awareness and just show this is how uh, weird and oppressive the censorship is getting. It's ridiculous. It actually makes no sense. All I did was quote a historical figure that was not inciting violence, that was not supporting a hate group, nothing like that. And they took it down. Perfect illustration of what the quote said. And, uh, you know, there's people that get all bent out of shape about it. I'm not mad. Just trying to point it out. Trying to lift the veil a little bit, as they say. Red pill people. Matrix had that one right. I love that a Matrix reference like that has become a mainstream common phrase that's used all around the world. Take the red pill and find out how deep the rabbit hole actually goes. Or take the blue pill and go back to sleep. I'll take the red pill every time. Please and thank you. 
It's interesting that the person who offers Neo the red pill, the blue pill in the Matrix, his name is Morpheus. I was looking this up the other day. Morpheus was the Greek god of dreams. Interesting little history nugget there for you. But it's the guy who's named after the god of dreams that's offering Neo to go back to sleep or to wake up. Very well written. That first Matrix movie is all you really need. The first one is the best one. Legendary, epic movie. What a great flick. Speaking of The Matrix, I watched The Animatrix for the first time recently. In The Animatrix, I had to look it up. It came out in between the second movie and the third movie. Both of those movies were released the third, or not the third, in the same year. And Animatrix came out in between them. It's all animated stuff that's related to The Matrix doing like side stories about The Matrix. It really reminded me of Love, Death, and Robots. And a bit Black Mirror-ish, but more like Love, Death, and Robots because it was a bunch of different animators. All animated and all sci-fi. And obviously, it's The Matrix, so a lot of it is warnings about technology and where things are headed in regards to it. AI and machines and the downfall of humankind and the rise of machines. Animatrix was fantastic. Highly recommend it. So my recommendations for the week then are the Animatrix and Angelus Apatrida. Lots of A's. Triple A. Animatrix and Angelus Apatrida. Check them out. I think the Animatrix was on HBO Max, I believe. You might be able to see it on YouTube or some other website like this. I'm not sure, but fantastic show or series, I should say. I hope that you will all join me in escaping the Matrix, taking the red pill and waking up. See what's really going on. Wipe the sleep out of your eyes. Wake up and smell the roses. Like I said earlier in the show, and I do every single time, if you want to write me an email, please send it over to podcast at riffsordie.com and hit me up with any questions or comments that you have for the show, and maybe I will read it on the show. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com and sign up. At the $10 level or higher, you'll have access to the Zoom Hangouts. Hang out with me live in real time with people from all around the world. And you'll be supporting the show and get discounts to the web store. If you don't want to do that and you just want to get a t-shirt, that's also a fantastic way to support. Go to riffsordie.com and pick up some merchandising. We don't have any flamethrowers like Spaceballs. We don't have any lunch boxes like space balls, but we do have t-shirts, t-shirts and stickers and pins and posters all for your wearing and viewing pleasure. Thanks a lot for sticking it out to the end on here, everybody. I love you. I look forward to talking to you again sometime soon. I'm going to be 
up to my eyeballs in editing and mixing for the next couple weeks until I get this La Special record done, but it will be time well spent. So these next couple podcasts will probably be on the shorter side just because, like I said, I'm going to be extremely busy with a deadline for this thing. So forgive my brevity, but I got shit to do. I will be peppering you guys with some content here shortly. And like I said, next month I've got some interviews lined up, so look forward to those. I appreciate you all for sticking it out to the end and giving me your attention and time. Much love to all of you. I hope that you continue to awaken and awaken others. Maybe try to spread those red pills like they're Mike and Ike's. Or Skittles. Except the red pills are fit for human consumption. Don't forget to head over to Sovereign.media and look for Riffs or Die on there. If you want access to all of the forbidden fruit, all of the censored videos that were taken off of YouTube are there. Sovereign.media. Check it out. I'll talk to you all very soon. Until next time, please remember to think for yourself and try to leave the world a little bit nicer than the way you found it. We're all going to be okay. Take it easy, everybody. Talk to you soon. Goodbye.